Welcome back for season two of Everyday Business Solutions. My name is Haley Morris. I'm your podcast coordinator and host. Our podcast aims to bring the expertise of business professionals straight to your ears. And for this season, we're going to be talking about important connections and how you can utilize them to elevate your career to the next level. If that's something that you're interested in, just keep listening. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Everyday Business Solutions. My name is Haley Morris. I'm your podcast coordinator and host, and welcome to welcome back to season two. <laughs> Today we have with us Leanne Lagaba, and we're going to be diving into what her company does and how it can help you scale your smaller business. Leanne typically works with entrepreneurs, and so it's a great opportunity if you're one of those who started a business during this pandemic or started one prior to it and are still doing well to actually take and scale it to the next level in a realistic way. So I'm gonna go ahead and let her talk more about herself and introduce her company. Okay, so hi, I'm super excited for this. Um, this has been a few months in the making, so I'm super excited to finally be on here. Uh, so my name is Leanne, I'm actually from the Philippines, so it's actually nighttime as we're recording this. Uh, so hopefully you guys are having an awesome day. So I started for my own story, I started working online when I was 15 years old as a writer. I now run an outsourcing agency here in the Philippines. And that agency is really focused on getting you the right executive assistant. So having your second brain, so you can really focus on growing your business and not just running it, not running around and making sure that everything is working. So that's kind of a little bit about us. Thank you for sharing. I'm excited to dive in. I know, like you said, it's been a couple months in the making, so it's been a while since we properly dove in and talked. But one thing I remember when I talked to you before is you just had so much impressive experience and actually were a little more prepared probably to work remote than most of us were mm. when it came to the pandemic. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you actually got to the point that you are now? So when I started basically when someone said, hey, I like your writing, can I, can you do this for me? And I'm like, I can do that. I can get paid to write. <laughs> that was basically my 15 year old reaction. And I'm like, I can do it online because at that point, my goal was to become a journalist so I can travel the world while, you know, doing a news report, while helping other people get the right information. So that was basically the dream of not having to be in an office. That was kind of like my, one of my worst nightmares was working in an office. So I was able to really start uh, in the Philippines way before, uh, during that time, I was able, I was already going to college at 15. Uh, and that was like the summer right before I started. And I really got to the point where I was doing like one or two gigs like a week. I was able to help, uh, you know, create content for all these different people. And then once college started, I even started growing more and doing like graphics. I was doing video editing. And then when I turned 18, I literally ran away here because of a very huge typhoon that had gave me PTSD. So I really wanted to move a, into a, a different city. And then I started working as a book editor for a US publishing company, became manager within three months, became a CEO within one year. And then with the same, uh, basically my mentor, I, want, I said, hey, I want to start this new agency. Um, because this is something that I'm super passionate about of getting more Filipinos to be able to work from home because I grew up with my dad uh, leaving uh, because 
here it's customary that if you want to earn big bucks, you have to leave the country. So I saw that I'm like, no, that's not true anymore because we have the internet. So that's what kind of really inspired me to start this agency, this company that we now have is just really helping Filipinos work from home, but also get their brains because Filipinos are super freaking smart, get their brains working for a lot of other smart people too. You know, if you're anything to go by, I completely believe it. So. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're smart, we're shy, but we're smart. <laughs> I love it though. And I wanted to make sure we shared that just because, I mean, I'm impressed, so I'm sure other people <laughs> are, but it gives a great setup for the conversation today and talking about what you do because you have experience with like leading the way, especially in today's world where the work environment is a lot different than it used to be. And the possibilities are literally like open. I mean, my favorite thing on YouTube right now is to watch people sailing the world and they have to make money somehow. So being on the go is great. So I think I was talking about though, with today's world, it is so beneficial to have that flexibility when, mm -hmm we want to pursue dreams like traveling and things like that which might be on hold now but mm -hmm. you can bet we're probably going to see a boom of it a boom of people really embracing oh, yeah. a more flexible work environment mm -hmm. um i know i've tried to tell my parents i think the work environment is shifting away from more traditional jobs that there's going to be more contracted type jobs and more freelance and things like that as far mm -hmm. as things are coming back a little more locally and to the to the entrepreneurs and to the smaller businesses which is really cool um mm -hmm. you know as i guess some of the bigger box ones like amazon and stuff keep growing bigger but we are seeing a return to okay if i'm a business i like working with the local people again or i like working with this or i'll contract out somebody who maybe owns a smaller unit but can give me that more mm -hmm. connection um so with that, with the company Two Times You, can you tell us about more about what you actually do that is beneficial to these new entrepreneurs that are really starting to gain traction? Okay, so with um, within Two XU, a lot of what we do is really just filtering. I think that the the two most points is filtering and also growing. That's that's kind of where we we really focus on. So the filter part is. Unlike most like other like VA companies, virtual assistant companies, or most outsourcing companies, we don't have someone who's ready. We hire, we start hiring the moment that I kind of do that what I call the deep dive call, where I get to know like your personality, like what what are the first tasks they'll be doing. So I hire then. So I really go into, and it usually like takes as, as short as two weeks, or it could be like a whole month or month and a half finding you that right person because a lot of what we do is we make sure that once we hire that person that person stays with you and helps you grow your business because that's the that's the point of having an executive assistant so a lot of the filtering is like i create like a very custom test to make sure that they match like your ideals your goals whatever that looks like i make sure that during the interview you'll be able to see um because i i know how to do it i highlight their strengths and i also try to find out their weaknesses and then i just give you notes like oh this is what i found you know i try to always make the candidate shine in some way and then of course once you say yes that that's the person there that are perfect then i go into the growing mode where i really focus on their skills their soft skills in making sure that they have 
all that they need to succeed. That's kind of like any time that I that I hire someone, I'm, I said I'm basically a bonus coworker, um, where I really try to help you succeed in the best way that you you can. So that's kind of the two main ways that we really focus on, not just focusing really on the client, but really focusing on the person. Because if the person shines and like glows everywhere, then that's, that's the same thing that will happen with the entrepreneur. That's That's been a consistent thing that I've been seeing in the last year that we've been really focusing and refining everything that we've been doing is the moment that the assistant gets it, like they're like, oh, I know what to do now. Like I, I'm super invested in this one client, everything else follows. So like a very funny example is my own assistant. When she started out, she only had like some editing skills, some marketing skills, and now she's super invested in my YouTube channel. And also like we're now going into TikTok, she's like, oh, this is a good idea for you. You can do this video. And I'm like, whoa, whoa okay, <laughs> we'll plan this out. But like, it's about finding that person who then becomes super invested in you and your growth and the growth of your business, whatever that looks like. So you know, again, for me, it went for YouTube to TikTok. And even with TikTok, she's sending me all of these funny videos and like ideas how I can do them. So it's all about that, finding that person who eventually gets it, gets you, and then starts helping you grow. I love it because it's not just a uh, grab and dunk type situation, mm -hmm. which, you know, working, I worked from a recruitment standpoint and working, anytime you work with sometimes more of like the hiring agencies or somebody who does something like that, it's this yeah. feeling of they just grab someone and they just dump. Plug, and yeah. It's, you know, you don't even stop the relationship once you found the perfect person, you continue mm -hmm. to mold and shape them so that that relationship is strong and it will last. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that, that's something that people usually think of freelance, like you were, you were talking a little bit of people thinking of freelancing as contract or one-off tasks. We really focus on someone who works just with you because if you have an EA and you're not the only client, they're not just thinking about you, they're thinking about themselves also, how they're going to manage the time between working with you and like three other clients. So it's still different to really have someone dedicated to you thinking to uh, thinking about you and not just like uh, like we were saying we're just grabbing someone and putting someone in that position and letting go basically yeah no i really like that idea and i think for those who are starting to it to a point where they can't run their business by themselves or they mm -hmm. need somebody to come in and offer that extra support it makes a huge difference to have somebody who's dedicated to that growth to to get dedicated to the business so mm -hmm. at what point in an entrepreneur's journey do they typically come to you or you would recommend them coming to you to look for a virtual assistant it's usually when they have some sort of recurring revenue so it's not just the one off they earn like ten thousand dollars a month it's when they can maintain it because a lot of the time we launched like a, a huge product and we're like super excited and we're growing the business but you don't have a plan to launch it again in the future or you don't have a plan to sustain it um but usually when you have those types of businesses usually they start dying off especially if it's super tied to you like you're the only consultant who can do this you're the only coach who can do this with having an assistant they eventually kind of uh, like i was saying they kind of become your second brain so one funny example is one of our uh, clients is someone who runs like a lot of group coaching so he does like um five thousand dollars per group coming in and now with her with his awesome assistant 
a lot of what she's doing and, and she puts it in her report when she's sending it to me is babysitting her the clients it's looking at after the clients the vip clients because that's eventually something that does happen with when you have that recurring revenue when you have that way of you know you can consistently keep making it because then you can put someone in and then help you maintain that as you keep focusing on different ways that you can launch different ways that you can grow wow so it's really cool to see that by the point that they're coming to you you know what they need to have in place which is great and mm -hmm. it's not just um a thought that they're still working out it's actually okay you've got a business now you mm -hmm. have to take it to that next level which is yep. a point that we all want to get to and you know maybe not everybody can get to that point especially i think we've had this entrepreneurial boom this year <laughs> yep. yep um but with that being said there are i guess like you know with people who start off they start off in those freelancer contractor roles and they're able to grow mm -hmm. it into a business sometimes like this oh yeah you need more and it's not always just beneficial to say well i'm going to hire um an hr person or i'm going to you know whatever that you want to bring on first or a finance person because i have no idea about finance that's great mm -hmm. but sometimes it doesn't help you to actually continue to bring in business to help support yep. that person yep yep exactly because it you know an employee is not a one-off uh expense also it's a moving forward expense so that that's why like one of our like minimums is we have to be recurrently making this enough money so you can one keep paying for your assistant and also have your assistant be doing something not just like maintaining you know booking your flights or maintaining your calendar it's more than that it's always finding the different things that you might not be super good at but your assistant can be good at and it's actually something that helps you make money mm -hmm. no that's it's really cool to see it's exciting to see it makes me want to go like see what i can accomplish with my life <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it is a reality for many people that they said, well, I've hit this roof where the work is too much, mm -hmm. but I'm, my business is doing good. There's just not enough yep. me and I can't bring on just somebody to manage the finance or something. I need somebody who can actually make bank with me. So mm -hmm. it's very smart. Now, as far as when you're working that relationship, what does that initial conversation look like? How far do you dive in with your deep talk to get an idea of what kind of virtual assistant of the person that's needed to come in and aid this business? It's at this point, it's not super perfect yet because people have, and, and it's one of the reasons why I started this business is I can see how other people run their business. But it's the, the main couple of things is I watch their YouTube videos if they have any. I watch like or listen to podcasts that they've done so I can see a little bit of a glimpse of what they actually do and how they think because then it's easier for me to find someone who either can believe in that goal in that dream or someone who already believes in it like one of the funny matches that we had was someone who we had an EA who was super like environmentalist and then uh, his or her her client started out as a different business, but as they were starting talking, he started becoming more environmentalist. So because he already had that inclination from what I studied from him. So it's all about really finding people who it makes sense for them to have a work relationship, not just again, hiring from like, like 50 applications that you'll probably receive in a day if you're trying to hire, but it's really finding a person who gets dedicated, gets to the point where like, oh, okay, um, now this person gets me, I get them. 
that deep dive interview that I first do, it's a lot of it is kind of, if you look at it, it's, it's a lot of its surface, but in the, in like at the back of my head, because I've been doing this for a while, I know like, oh, they, they need this kind of person. They need someone who's detail oriented. One funny term that I coined the other day, I said, I think you need someone who has a little bit of anxiety just so they're a little bit neurotic for you. So like, I've, I've been able to really see and capture, um, and sadly not something I haven't replicated myself. I haven't two times seen myself in that way, but that's how I really try to find that and match that relationship between two people who are opposite sides of the world, but, but are working together towards something. Which is so important because I think one thing we're discovering with the virtual environment, for those of us mm -hmm. who haven't done it before, it can be hard to make sure that we have that interpersonal connection in place. Oh yeah that it's a strong relationship. I know I love being in the office to be able to actually talk with my coworkers, gauge their reactions on things, but mm -hmm. you can't always do that. And it is really cool when you get the opportunity to work and do things that you never would have done uh, had mm -hmm. it been a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, true, true, so, yeah. Like, let me go hop in my carriage and take a three month journey to visit my boss. <laughs> well, like now, uh, I, other than the one time where we had kind of like a very small get together, I have not met most of the assistants that we've hired this year. I think the only person that I've met and like talked to and like held was the person that we hired in February. <laughs> Since then we've hired more people than that, but that that's the part of the magic. Like I'm doing monthly calls with them and ch I'm doing check-ins. Same with the client. I've never met any of them in person, but because of the power of the internet, the power of just having fast enough internet to talk to someone um, has really broken down a lot of those usual like borders of not being able to communicate and like socialize with people. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool too, because it's not just, um, you know, this relationship doesn't have to be cold. And you're really highlighting the fact that you can have strong and meaningful relationships, work relationships, and otherwise digitally. And, mm -hmm. you know, I see a lot of um, people trying to discredit like internet-based relationships, whether they're work or their friendships or the networking, whatever mm -hmm. we want to establish. Um, when this year it's, you know, it's been the only option. Some people are like, well, I have to do it. And they're, they're, um, dragging their feet they don't want to but yeah. I mean just because you haven't met them in person doesn't make that relationship any less existing mm -hmm. like it's still there and it's still important and it yep. can still hold value on both sides and in this case with the work relationship it can do your business a lot of good to branch outside of your immediate comfort zone or your immediate city well part of the magic is uh, that, that we always, whenever I, I tell this to people is they're literally working while you're sleeping. So while you give them like 10 tasks when right before you go to bed, when you wake up, it's probably all done. That that's part of the, the quote unquote magic of having someone who's, who's outsourced, someone who's, you know, far away from you is they can get stuff done while you're not getting anything done. So that's, that's, and like part of what I do, like I still come in, like I, every week I check in with the assistant and the client. I kind of come in as a as a culture translator. Like I come in as like, oh no 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 don't, don't worry. Like you know, um, like if the client's like, oh she never said any response to this or she never really replied. I'm like, wait, let me check. And I check. I'm like, oh they're actually too shy to tell you, but this is what's happening. You know, they're learning how to be more confident. And I and I you know really coach them into becoming more confident, just saying something because like for Filipinos, we're very used to the yes ma'am yes sir. Like anytime if you come here to the Philippines, people will call you ma'am. Like that's like, like no exception. The, the moment that they see 
some foreigner or some people who's usually older than them, it's automatic to say ma'am and sir. So I have to kind of train them out of that, of not being, mm-hmm. it's okay to not be submersive, basically. It's okay to speak up and say if there's a problem. Um, we, and that's part of, of reaching out, of branching out to another country, is you have to also a little bit learn and understand their culture. But that could be a good thing, too. I mean, mm-hmm. there is a lot about other cultures or other people that learning about it can help make us mm-hmm. grow. I know oh, yeah. part of what being business is diversity of ideas and bringing that all together in one place. So if you have a person who's so different from you, um, it can bring so much different perspective and so much good to the business too, which mm-hmm. is awesome. And I know yeah. you're talking about like, oh, they're literally working while you're sleeping. And um, I was trying so hard to communicate with you on a timely basis. Like, I guess for you, this <laughs> it was this morning. And then I like passed out because it was nighttime for me. <laughs> yeah. So it's literally, it is what, it's almost nine o'clock AM for me, but you've got a whole jump on the day and yours is ending. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yep. which I appreciate you doing this so late and coming on to the show so late for us. So. At this point, I'm finally used to it <laughs> because I've been working with foreign clients my whole life. Like most of my career, I've only had one like physical job and that was doing an internship, which I had to do as a physical job. But other than that, I've been, I'm so used to doing 3 a.m. calls here, 2 a.m. calls just to make sure like things are smooth. So I, I, I don't mind at all. <laughs> wow. No, I, it's really cool. And that flexibility is, um, it's extremely nice. It's one of those things like I want to get to with my job. And what's cool is my boss is super flexible. So I'm like, I'm coming in an hour early today. <laughs> I will be leaving an hour early as well. <laughs> but yeah, you're like, as yeah. long as you get your work done, I don't care. So yep, yep. And that is the shifting mindset. So when you're working with somebody like a virtual assistant, or you're working with somebody who has so much physical distance behind you, realizing that at the end of the day that relationship and the work that's being done is what's important and actually what's going to further both you and your business is mm-hmm. huge so yep. and that's what yep. you know you're doing essentially yeah it's people kind of when the first time that they hear like i can hire someone online it's super alien and i'm speaking as someone who's been hired online i'm speaking from the point of view of my mentor who has been doing this for like 20 years so like as long as i've I've lived has been outsourcing. So he tells me like these stories of like other people that he's mentored. And there is that weird barrier of like, can I hire someone who is smart? That's one of the first, can this person have good enough English? That's one of the first questions that I usually get. And this, this person can, they understand business. And I'm like, yes, because it's the same kind of business mindset anywhere. And like, if you, if here in the Philippines, for example, Koreans and Japanese come here to learn English. So that's how good our English is. So it's it's definitely there's that barrier of like, can I find someone who's, who's as good as hiring someone here? And it's like but this agency or me as, as a very good example, it, it's true, you can. Um, you just have to know how to find them. <laughs> Which is why they're coming to you because you know how to do mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yep. It's, it's kind of cool. I didn't know that about um, how good your guys' English is, that you actually have people coming from other countries to study yep. it there. That's exciting. Yep. <laughs> um, and that's one of the things, too. If you want to actually be able to branch out and work with um, 2XU, then 
you're going to be picking up on things like that. You're going to start learning more about like the Philippines or other countries that you maybe didn't know about before, which is an opportunity. And yep. no matter where you're at in business, new opportunities and chances for growth are huge. And like mm -hmm. I said before, it's fresh input and knowledge that you didn't have before. So why not? No. Why not? Let that curiosity <laughs> run. <laughs> let it let it not kill the cat. Let just let it prowl. <laughs> so, what are some of the things that you do to help um, your customers and these virtual assistants overcome that that digital barrier or maybe that uncomfortableness with online business relationships? So, the first thing that I kind of do to kind of quote unquote break in that relationship is I have both of them separately watch videos of each other. So I have the assistant watch the deep dive call that I did. And then I have the client of course watch the interview that I did with the assistant. That kind of breaks the who is this person that I'm working with uh, kind of barrier. And then uh, of course I do like the onboarding call where I have them meet. I'm like, hey, this is but this is blah, this is blah, blah. Um, and then these are the things that are now coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, for the first like quarter, I'm kind of like a project manager of making sure that whatever was set up and in the beginning does actually get done. And then um, a lot of it is teaching the both the, the client and the assistant how to really work together. So uh, it comes with like, for example, creating a daily report. So the client sees what are the things that was done, what are things that if like one of the questions that we have in our report is what were the bottlenecks or what was the stuff, what are the things that stopped you from accomplishing this one task? So then for example, because a lot of the time when we're we're super good and amazing at something, we think that everyone else knows this one thing. But in reality, you're the only one who knows that. So like I I I teach the client, like, no, you can't just assume that this person understands this part of your business. They've never been in your business before. So it's both sides really coaching and training of making sure that this person understands what click funnels is, for example, like what the assistant uh, walking through the um training of how to handle click funnels and on the other side telling the client don't assume that she knows about click funnels right away she's still learning your style because i can only teach her so, so much you have to teach her your style so kind of really back and forth um kind of a middleman a middlewoman in that sense of making sure that there's not a gap of picture because a lot of the time for example if i say the word jeep or jeepney here in the philippines that means public utility like the, one of the things that we, we ride around um, now has, has shields for COVID, but uh, that's that's what it means for us. When, when you guys hear Jeep, it's like the outside, like the Ranger, like the big car. So yeah. we <laughs> always have different reference points. So I try to make sure that the reference points match in some way if I see the gap. Sometimes I don't because like, you know, different people will have different backgrounds. But I when I see it, I'm like, oh, wait, you're seeing green. She's seeing yellow. Let's kind of get you guys closer to it making sense for the both of you. So, yeah. It's kind of cool. And I know, you know, people listening might say, well, that seems like a lot of work. Well, you're doing most of it, it sounds like. <laughs> but mm -hmm. it also goes to show that anytime you're starting a business relationship, you're hiring somebody, whether it's a virtual assistant or it's another position, this is the process that you should be doing, whether they're coming in locally or whether you're hiring them virtually from the Philippines. Oh, yeah you have to learn to communicate. Nobody just communicates mm -hmm. well right off the, well, I mean, I guess people probably do. <laughs> if there's that, a, like same background, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are people who probably just click, but I know like, I lived in the same house with my parents for years and we still just kind of miss the mark when we're talking sometimes because mm -hmm. 
you know, they, they weren't raised by them and I was. So our upbringings are different, even if we live mm -hmm. in the same space and the people yep. that we know and our references are going to be different. So mm -hmm. this is the kind of thing that you should be doing with anybody when you start a business relationship, a friendship or any kind of other, it makes me think of you as a relationship coach and in a way, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a yeah. business relationship coach, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you, it takes, it takes work and it takes effort. And I know we, we want to believe that the click at first sight, love at first sight type mentality. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. But then this is the kind of virtual assistant that is actually going to stick with your business and do good for you versus that one that you're kind of always like out in space with and maybe sort of they're mm -hmm. getting the work done. So, yeah, because the the danger or the kind of the instability of just hiring a freelancer to do like one off tasks or even someone who every day goes into your inbox and calendar and cleans it up. But then that's the only job that they're doing. They don't stick with you they don't um want to see you like you it's going to be harder to do that shift of like hey can i give you one more task and it it's it's harder to make that shift rather than just hiring someone and and a lot of the tips that i'm, I'm saying is you can do with outsourcing you can do with someone who, who you hire locally you have to still build that that relationship you still have to work on that because then it's and it's also it's most of the time all at the start once you have that like you you know like oh this is these are my weaknesses but these are also our strengths and these are our weaknesses and these are my strengths um getting to to that point where you understand that it's going to be so much easier moving forward and that person will become like your chief of staff or will become your ceo like that's 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 one of the possibilities once you have someone who wants to work with you and i'm i'm kind of like the the very model of that is i started out as a book editor i was editing grammar for a publisher like I've never that I've never met, and now I've been working for them for six years. Started a new business with the same boss, with the same American boss, and it's it's now part of what I believe that if you find the right person and you work with them and help them grow, not just pay them and like have them leave, you know, get their paycheck and leave. You're actually growing and investing in them. It's going to come back to you tenfold. And even if they leave, even if they start the same business, they're never going to have the same ideas as you. They're never going to have the same like experience that you went through. So I know that's one of the fears that people have when they're hiring an assistant who's close to them, but I've seen it happen so many times where people leave and do the same business, but they fail like three, three to six months or at most a year they fail because they don't have your consistency. They don't have your goal. Also, they don't have everything that you went through to learn and give them that information, basically. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's extremely interesting just to put it into perspective. Like I said, building mm -hmm. and driving that relationship and molding it. And you know, that communication, once you've established it will be free flowing it's never mm -hmm. going to be, you know, if, if you could do it that easily and then there's a software to do it out there already. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You know, that's part of what we do is we create systems to do those non-human aspects, to do all of that really gritty work in the background. If that's all you want somebody to do, then you're probably wanting a software system, not a person. If you mm -hmm. want a virtual assistant, you want somebody who's actually going to make you better then you have to build the relationship. You have to put the effort yep. in to do it. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Well, I think this is starting to get to a good point to start to close out. I wanted to ask you before we close out, what 
are some of those steps? Okay, you've selected, um, you've gone through this process. What are some of the first, I guess we talked about, you show the videos and you do things like that. Um, so we talked about the first steps. As you start to kind of maybe break away from that relationship personally and you let them kind of take over, how do you manage that part of it? How do you manage that transitional part, I guess? Well, a big part of that is then kind of, one is I drop in on their meeting sometimes. Like I ask like, hey, can I join the meeting now? And I kind of just want to see where you guys are at. Uh, two is I, every month I check in on both the assistant and also like the client. So I have that scheduled out already. And I, I just try to see like, okay, what are the feedback for this month? What are the things that they can improve on? You know, it could be, could literally be one book away to get like the mindset of the same of the client or it could be like a training that they needed or just encouragement and i do that really regularly to make sure that there's still that connection with them and there's some clients where i actually step out like the first month because they just they just click like they'll have some sort of software that we don't usually use, but then they're always talking every day. They're able to communicate if there's a problem with tasks. So it's been different for each client for sure, but it's it's that that check-in is where like I get my um, my insight of like, oh, this is where they're at. This is the problem. You know, it could be an internet problem, it could be a laptop problem, but it's not until I check in like, oh, this is the thing that you're struggling with. So I still kind of really come in once a month of like, okay, where are you guys at? Are you guys good? You know, do you need anything? Um, and like, I get, I, I always repeat like, know that I'm here to like help you succeed. That's my one thing is to help you succeed. All right. Well, thank you. And then did you have anything else in particular that you want to touch on before we do close out? I think the last thing that I do want to talk about is when you're building loyalty, it's as easy as checking in. Like, the, like how, I have the one month check-in, but if you're building a relationship with someone, especially now that we're all doing it online, it's as easy as just asking, hey, how are you doing? And do you need help with anything? Because that breaks their uh, mentality of just doing it by themselves or figuring it out by themselves because you probably have a like gold mine of wisdom and just experience that they've never had that because you've gone through and experimented more than they have, you can help them get over that bottleneck and over that hump. So if you're trying to build a relationship with someone online or like having a work relationship or in person, it's as easy as that. Just check in on them, just make sure that they have what they need to succeed, kind of like what I do, because the moment that you step away, that you step aside and let them do their thing is the, the moment that you also get to step aside and do other things. Thank you, that's, that's a really great point, you know, I think, if we're doing that kind of, if we're doing networking, if we're working with a virtual assistant or other coworkers digitally right now, um, establishing that communication and making sure that you remember, it has to be a conscious thing. I think some people want mm -hmm. it to just occur naturally. And most of the time it doesn't, because as much as we want to, you know, yep. we talk a lot, people generally are not the best at communicating. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right, well, I think this is a great place to end it. I want to tell you, thank you for coming on the show and thank you everyone yeah. for tuning in. Um, we'll of course provide a transcript of everything we just talked about and also a blog that will summarize our episode today and provide all of Leanne's contact information. So you can always reach out to 2XU or her if you would like um, and find out more information about what she does and how you can get your own virtual assistant if you need one.